The 14-year-old was sick. The doctors didn't know what caused the illness, and nothing seemed to be working. But a deaconess took it upon herself to talk to the boy and let him know in no uncertain terms it was his sin that was causing all of this. She said he was the cause of untold pain and expense upon his parents. All he had to do was get right with God, but until then, God was punishing him. Soon after that, they found out it was a virus. But that deaconess had pushed the boy away from church. Now think about Jesus when he was asked to heal the servant of the Roman centurion. There was no judgment, just grace. And the response of that foreigner, that Roman centurion, another faith, made Jesus utter the words, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. We're called to be an extension of Jesus, bringing healing, physical, mental, and spiritual, to the human condition, to ours and those around us. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Mike Mueller, and this is Sabbath School University. Thank you for joining us. We're talking about brokenness today, and we have a panel of guests, and I'm glad to have you here on set. Uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, and maybe this question, have we received a blessing in the last week? Um, my name is Emmanuel. I am a student here at Andrews, and um, I'm studying communications. And a blessing that I received recently, well, last week I, was, I wasn't feeling too well. Mm -hmm. And like even today, all day, I was just coughing and sneezing. Um, but today when I got here, like the sneezing and the coughing hasn't continued. So I just praise God for that. That's, That's a wonderful. blessing. Yep. Well, especially as we're talking about sickness, yeah. <laughs> you're really relating to that very well. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, my name is Guilherme Borda, and I study theology at Andrews University. And uh, some blessings that I have received uh, this week and past week is God has helped me specifically in some quizzes, some exams that I had to take, and He has helped me to have a good performance there and helped me to keep calm And as I faced also I those are really welcome blessings. Yes. <laughs> Memory is a blessing from God and remembering yes. especially. <laughs> yes. Yes. My name is Viken. Um, I'm doing theology here at Andrews. And um, a blessing that I received recently um, was I was in financial need. And mm. for some reason, God always allows it that I'm always not in need of anything else. You know, He blessed me financially. And I'm financially not cleared in, and everything cleared, ready not, to go. Not in that's need fantastic. of anything. So it's fantastic. Well, we had a we had a blessing. My wife had uh, a somewhat difficult uh, pregnancy. We just had a baby uh, a little while ago, and of course, every parent will say the baby is such a blessing, and it is. But that's kind of a stereotype. In this case, we were really blessed that they, we went into the to the laborer, knowing that there were a number of complications that could arise and we weren't quite sure how it was going to turn out. 
but at the end it was amazing because if we tell people this is how the labor went they're like you gotta be kidding me this is unbelievable we didn't have that in our third child and this was your first child so uh, god really blessed in a situation where medically it wasn't quite sure how things would turn out with a with a wonderful labor uh, yeah. that uh, that was quick pain as much as you can say pain-free uh, <laughs> it wasn't pain-free but uh, very very mild and and so we're very thankful for that well as we get into our medical our physical our emotional condition as uh, as human beings we'll start with a word of prayer and uh, with a scripture reading Vikan, would you lead us out on that yes um the scripture is matthew 15 30 to 31. it reads great crowds came to him bringing the lame the blind the crippled the mute and many others and laid them at his feet and he healed them the people were amazed when they saw the mute speaking the crippled made well the lame walking and the blind seeing and they praised the god of israel let's pray dear lord just be with us today in this discussion and help us to see that um, you make all things new in jesus name i pray amen, amen. this entire quarter that we're talking about is about discipleship and today we're going to venture into this combination of what does it mean to to be a disciple and to minister to the sick the afflicted the broken so that's kind of the opening question uh, how do those two play together well i think that um, when you are a disciple of christ you set an example um, you're an example of faith and, a, and an example of of um, what it means to be a Christian. And so when it comes to ministering to the sick, I think that um, extending your hand um, and being there for them when they're sick, not only just praying for them, but also um, telling, finding a way to help them in their sickness to get better. Maybe you learn something in school that will help them get better. I think being a disciple is um, something that is spiritual, but actually something that is also um, action-worthy, where mm -hmm. you're actually helping them out too. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. When we look at the ministry of Christ, we see uh, plainly, outwardly, that God really cares for any kind of dysfunction, malfunction, disease, uh, lack of performance, whatever uh, physical, mental, emotional that we may go through. And when I see that Jesus ministered to people as a disciple, I want to follow him, walk mm -hmm. in his footsteps. So I want to do the same to help people who are struggling, whatever it be, uh, uh, if it's physically, if it's mentally, if it's emotionally. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think it means to be a disciple ministering to the sick. To me, you know, um, it's not only a matter of following Jesus, but putting, you know, what he did into practice, mm -hmm. you know, um, helping people along the way, whether it be, you know, um, caring for them, nurturing them in their, their weaknesses and their sicknesses. Um, and I think that's the main thing is to, to practice what Jesus did. Mm. I think that's 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 a wonderful way to see things. I want to add another element that I that I think, and that is, I think it means realizing that I'm sick, mm. in the very first place. I think it's sometimes so easy to point and see, he's drinking too much, he's smoking too much, he's this or that, 
uh, he has some ailment that I can see about him and not realize that, that we're actually all in one way or another not the perfect human being that we should be or that we actually want to be. Mm -hmm. uh, we, mm. uh, especially here in America, that we self-medicate like crazy, the commercials are all about this or that. Mm. And when we see that, we actually realize that, that we're part of this. We're not this outsider that only helps, well, you're the poor person, I need to help you. You're the sick person, I need to help you. I'm actually part of it. Maybe that would change our attitude sometimes about things. Mm. Yes, I think that also in the minist ministering to the sick, God calls us from our comfort zone. <laughs> I, I had experiences in the past in which I would see a person in need and I would help not because I'm the great guy, mm -hmm. but because I would, felt, I would feel deeply impressed that I had to do it and that it was my duty and that God wanted me to do it and I should do it. And it was almost like... God, it seems to me that God puts an impression in the heart of people that will do it. Mm. Because not everybody will do it. Mm. So mm. He puts the impression in our hearts. And if we answer positively to that, every single time we'll be more prompt to do it. And so we'll become better people. So this is a process through which we become better people. Mm. And we help other people to be released from a circumstance that makes their life harder and they suffer prejudice if we can somehow help them we're going to help other people see the power of god in our lives in their lives and they're going to see that i think it brings benefits for everybody mm. benefits for them and for, yes. for ourselves right? <clears throat> yes yes so how can we how can we do this how can how can we learn to to help out other people in in, in brokenness and and we have to keep in mind that that this is not just it the physically ill, and uh, we're talking about spiritual, mental, physical, all aspects of this. I think that one reason, one way to learn is to reflect upon our own brokenness. You said mm -hmm. we see our, our sickness. Mm -hmm. There were times in my life in which I was deeply sick, deeply sick, that people today would look at me and Really? I mean, are you inventing that? No, it's true. And, but when I look back, I don't feel bad. I don't feel mad with God because He allowed it. I don't have any of those struggles. I just feel like it was an honor because now I can look to people who struggle with the same things and I can identify with them and I can help them. I say, look, I've been through the same thing and uh, hey, this is what I experienced and somehow it can help you. So I feel greatly honored that God allowed me to go through some sufferings so that I can be better prepared to help other people. Mm -hmm. So that's one way to learn. You reflect on what you suffer because we suffer. But if we just ignore it, it's harder to learn. We should reflect and think about that to try to learn. Um, to add to what he's saying, um, I think another way um, you can learn to disciple those um, in their brokenness is to point them to Christ. Because I think a lot of times you see something where there's a lot of motivational um, TV. There's a lot of motivational um, things. I can just come to you and then try to encourage you. But I, of myself, cannot just encourage you out of your brokenness, but I can point you to the one who can heal you of your brokenness. Mm -hmm. So I can point you to Jesus and I can tell you about how He has 
healed your broken other others brokenness when you look into his word mm -hmm. so i think by directing people to christ that will help them in their brokenness i think that's kind of the essence of what a mm. what a disciple is yes. leading others to christ mm -hmm. yes. so I, I really appreciate that you bring out that point mm -hmm. that's really what it's you know it's not only you know like you know going back to what emmanuel was saying um pointing people to christ but christ also wants us to 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 practice this help people out and maybe you know send them to um um someone that could also be able to help them emotionally you know so everyone has different talents about mm -hmm. them maybe you don't maybe you don't have that particular talent to help somebody in that, in that specific need somebody else could have that gift to be able to help that person in need in, in doing you learn who can ever think about learning to play the piano without ever touching the piano mm -hmm. if you if you never actually do something how i mean you can learn a lot you can read the bible and see the example of jesus but if you never go and minister to people do something i mean i, I i'm not medically trained but brokenness is much more than physical illness mm -hmm. and even for physical illness i can do something i can try to connect the person with somebody who can help Uh, some people, for example, they don't, they don't have the financial resources. Mm. But I may know someone who has or who can, um, you know, um, make their way through a, a medical system and that the person gets care. Mm -hmm. So there's multiple ways to help. Everybody can help. And then we learn practically. <laughs> we, we learn doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Um, brokenness is not only physical, though, right? Yeah. Brokenness mm -hmm. is spiritual and mm -hmm. mental as well. Would mm -hmm. you say so? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, that's what I that's what I was thinking more in that sense because I don't want people to, you, if they're physically sick, to say, "Oh, go to the Bible. Let's see how Jesus physically, you know, mm -hmm. healed." Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus did have the power to heal, and and we believe that that He can still do that today. But when I was thinking, when I was saying brokenness, I was thinking more of. Um, emotional and mm -hmm. mental mm -hmm. brokenness. I think it's easy for us um, because we have this paradigm, you have the flu, you go to the doctor, yeah. you get a shot and you're fine again, <laughs> yeah. um, to also think in other areas much like that um, or sometimes not. Uh, in terms of mental illness, I think sometimes we struggle with that because there's not this simple solution. You go, you get, go to Rite Aid, get some medicine mm. and you're fine again. Depression, um, mm. shame, Uh, some of these these emotional burdens that that people carry, uh, and that we all at some point carry, and there are burdens that are continual. Yep. Like depression and 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 a flu, people can go over that. They can overcome it, and they can get healed. But some things we don't know the cure for, mm -hmm. and the person we're dealing with may face that the whole life. So that's a continual ministry. Yep. And that's mm. the hardest one. Mm. Because many times we want something that, hey, we did and, and it's mm. solved and it's something, let's go to the next mission. Sometimes there's no next mission. It's just one single mission your entire life taking care of that person. And that's maybe the hardest things because it's, it's a lot easier to minister to multitudes than to minister to individuals. Mm. It is a lot more personal and gets a lot more deeper and it's a lot more sensitive. Mm -hmm. yeah. I really appreciate what you're saying. I, I had something on my mind, but maybe I'll come back to it later. But this just is such a perfect time to move on to our, our, our next question. You mentioned this continual ministry. And, mm -hmm. and the next story that we're going to look at 
is all about this ministry of, of four individuals that cared for mm. years about an individual. This is the story of Mark chapter 2. Um, this this man that gets brought before Jesus mm. and his friends bring him. He can't even walk and he's a paralytic. And Jesus engages with him. Um, Mark chapter 2. What can we learn from this connection uh, that, that we have in the story between the people, between Jesus and the various relationships that are going on there? First, we see a relationship of dependency. Um, this man that was uh, paralytic, he was dependent. But the good thing is when you're dependent, but you have somebody to depend on. And he had mm -hmm. good friends, had good friends. And good friends in, in different senses, not only because they took care of him, but because they had faith in God. They brought the man. They wanted to meet Jesus. They couldn't find a way. The place was crowded as usual around mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. So they went and brought them down through the roof. They really wanted to get that person to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And now he was there. Jesus saw their faith. And he pronounced that his sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. Now Jesus gets into trouble, um, not because of his fault, but because of prejudices. And people uh, that misunderstand his mission now say, hey, that's a blasphemy. How come that you are forgiving sins? And then basically Jesus uh, kind of <laughs> gives an answer that could not be stronger. He says, okay, that's, uh, I cannot do that. So... Basically, what about healing him? Mm -hmm. So, go, get up, take your bed, and, and go. And that happens. <clears throat> so, Jesus heals a man, and he first says, your sins are forgiven. Mm -hmm. And then he says, you're healed. Mm -hmm. um, we looked at the relationship of this ever-caring circle of friends around him. And that mm -hmm. is amazing. That's mm -hmm. a testimony already in yourself, and you addressed it, that relationship. Now, let's explore that relationship for a moment Sin and sickness, how do you see that relationship in, in the story? And how does Jesus relate to that? I think, I think that sin, um, I think a lot of people like to account uh, someone being sick because of something they did. And I think that what it's more about is that we live in a sinful world. We live in a world where there is sin, um, where we're not perfect, where this world isn't perfect. Um, and so because of that, things are going to happen. Um, it's not that God is, God is, you know, condemning you or, mm. or is, or is making something bad happen to you. It's just, we live in a sinful world. And as a result of that, certain things are going to happen. And I don't think that, <clears throat> that sin and sickness can always just be equated mm. together all the time. We, we see in the Bible, we see in our daily experience, we see through science that many things, many things that we go through are not necessarily the result of one specific thing that we did or one specific decision, but it is a result of a condition. So, and, and of course, that ultimately sin is related to sickness because if Adam and Eve had never sinned, that there would be no sickness, no death, that's mm. okay. But now to pinpoint and say, now Emmanuel has had this flu, oh, because probably he said a lie or he did something like this. Uh, it is fair for a person to recognize that sometimes some habits, um, some bad health habits may cause some sicknesses. <clears throat> but now to, uh, we need to say that there's also um, hereditary uh, mm -hmm. influences and other things in the environment. But also, 
We need to understand that there are things we don't understand. And in the Bible, we see Jesus healing people. And it was not because they had sinned. Simply, they were sick. Mm. Now, Jesus, for example, Lazarus, he got sick and died. Was that a sin? Was that because of sin? Uh, Paul, uh, people try to study and see what was the problem with Paul. Was it a, a problem with his sight? Or, but he had a problem. A physical was it a sin? Or... So we see a lot of things mm. in the Bible that point that <clears throat> just because you are sick, it doesn't mean you, you were because of specific sin. And even mental illnesses, that's the problem. Because mm. I think those are the target of the most of the prejudices. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. kind of can't understand, yeah, I understand that you got a flu or something, but oh, if you're in depression, probably have a demon. <laughs> what I'd like to say is, be careful. Maybe you are the under the influence of a demon when you say that, because you have never <laughs> gone through that. Mm -hmm. Because when people go through that, or they have relatives that go through that, they will not say that, mm -hmm. because they understand. A stern warning, but an appropriate one. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. I think in this story, this is a very peculiar story because it is one of the very few examples in the Bible where sickness, this specific story of the, the man being lowered and, and all this, this paralytic, where sin um, and sickness are related. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, um, you, uh, they're, they're, I forgive your sin. And then he says, I heal you. And he, Jesus says, in this case, it's the same thing. So there are, you mentioned habits. Mm. Today, most people would agree that if you smoke a lot, you get lung cancer. Mm. Um, there are some things. And the Bible is not afraid to say there is cause and effect mm. in our life. And apparently for this man, there was some cause and effect. Mm. But we need to realize that this is one of the very few instances and we can name hundreds of examples of, of children dying, the Shunammite uh, woman's son dies of a heat stroke, nothing that he did, he gets raised back to life. Mm -hmm. Jesus heals mm -hmm. multitudes of people, no relationship between them. The disciples once approach Jesus and say, who sinned, this blind man or his parents? Who, who's carrying Jesus? Says, Nobody sinned, this is for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. So we have many more examples of this yes, sinful world as you already already mentioned, but sometimes also the reality that we can cause things to our body. Mm -hmm. And yet Jesus approaches this man with incredible grace. I forgive you. He doesn't condemn. He doesn't shout at him. He doesn't say, you deserve this. Sucks to be you. Uh, nothing of that. He says, your sins are forgiven. And this is the amazing thing that in this one case where they are related, Jesus doesn't condemn. How much more than many cases where it's not related. Mm -hmm. So um, if we move on to that, to, to, we see that sometimes it's related, but more often it, it's not. And Jesus approaches. What lessons should we not take from this story then? There's some that we should take from this, uh, the, but some that we shouldn't take from this. Um, I think a lesson that we shouldn't take from this story is that, um, is that, 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 that that sin isn't always um, that that just because you're sick, it's because of sin. Mm -hmm. I think that's a lesson we can take from there. That's not always the case. Like you said earlier, some things do some of our bad habits or some things we do 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 result in us being sick, which are which are sinful towards um, God. But I think a, a thing that we can take from this story is not everything that one does is the result of sin. 
or everything bad that happens to your life is a result of sin. Another thing that I would say is that we can look at this story into other stories of Jesus healing people and say, okay, so whenever I go through a problem, I'll pray and I'll get healed. But that's a lesson we should not take. Mm -hmm. We look at Lazarus, he got sick and he died. Oh, but some do say, but he got resurrected. So, I mean, that's even better. Well, but Jesus didn't resurrect John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. So, still we should trust God. That's a lesson we, we learned with the Daniel's uh, friends when they faced the, the, the furnace. But they said, well, we'll be faithful. If God has a power to, to, to save us, but even if he doesn't save, we'll still be faithful. Mm -hmm. And we trust him. We let him be God. Mm -hmm. so, I think that's... I think... Um... Going back to what Emmanuel was saying, you know, it's not necessarily because of maybe what you have done, um, but it's maybe it's a possibility of a lifestyle that you lived previously um, that causes the sickness upon you, you know, and um, some people, you know, they live unhealthy lifestyles and that causes them to have sicknesses and illnesses. But at the same time, it goes the other way too as well. Mm. So, The wonderful thing that I take from this, this story is not only the grace of Jesus, not to bring this, this issue up, um, but to issue forgiveness. Um, I think the one thing that we need to be careful about is that, that we are not always Jesus. This is the, the humbleness that we need to talk about. We don't know all the cause and effect. Jesus in this instance knew but we don't do i really know that this is the situation that predicated this do i know this person so well that i know all his habits and that over those many years something no we we usually don't and we need to re let god make judgment calls we are the ones that are supposed to be a benefit to people to reach out to people we're not the ones called to be judges of uh, of other people in these situations that's something that Jesus does particularly. When Jesus sends out his disciples, he says, I give you power to, to do miracles and to heal people. But he doesn't say, start judging who you should heal and who you shouldn't. Hmm. That, is not, that is not the directive. So that's another thing that we can learn or not learn from, from this story. When a person gets into an emergency room, the medical doctor doesn't ask, uh, did you eat well? Did you cause this condition? Uh, are you guilty for this? Are you responsible for that? He just does the procedure and tries to bring the person to a, a healthy condition. Now, when we help people, we should help them independently. Mm -hmm. We should help them. If I have a child and my child is sick, I'll help independently. So why not help the, all the children of God independently? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there's one other thing that strikes me is that Jesus came down this whole incarnation and, and, and the lesson points out uh, the, the Isaiah 53. Jesus takes mm -hmm. sickness upon himself. Mm -hmm. He's not just the one who condemns it. He takes sickness upon himself. He takes death upon himself. So we'll take that. Thank you so much for adding to this fascinating discussion and for contributing. If you would like to join in the discussion, visit our Facebook page. Offer the link on our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's sabbathschoolu, the letter U, dot O-R-G. For Sabbath School University, I'm Akim Mueller. We'll see you next week.